Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Motivation in a mini. Rico Bessé back on his commute. Hopefully you are afforded the opportunity to stay at home. <laughs> and I don't know if, uh, if in that regard your routine's kind of thrown off and maybe in the morning when you would normally play a podcast, just like I would do the same, uh, you're going to have to catch up on these or something or... Or maybe you're still finding a way to still keep your morning routine as you would and listening to the, your, your favorite podcast. So, But like I said, hopefully you're at home being safe, being sound, still being productive. And uh, if you're not as productive, maybe you're, uh, and I say that in regards to whether you're furloughed or you know, got uh, some, taking some time off from your job, that, that you're taking advantage of the time and the opportunity to uh, not be like uber aggressive in how you're trying to prepare for, you know, your next, next big adventure in life, whether it's personal or professional. But just a matter of of not wasting time because it's so precious um, and I only speak to that because I still see a lot of posts where people are getting offended when somebody says hey if you have extra time on your hands now because of the pandemic this is the time to take advantage of it take advantage of it and I, I couldn't agree more but somehow some people see that as as an affront or an attack or you know they think oh well right now's the pandemic right now's the time to to lay low and hibernate and stay calm well I agree you should stay calm don't freak out but if you're just gonna sit around and look at the numbers from COVID-19 on any kind of different trackers go up I mean that's that's a waste of time. <laughs> I don't care how, however you skin it. So if yeah, if you're just sitting around eating, watching Netflix, you're and you you're probably then using COVID nineteen as an excuse to to not focus, to not be disciplined. So that was my real quick uh, PSA on that. Something I had been dying to talk about because now I'm on the other side of it, is resumes and interviews. We'll see if we can squeeze them both into this. And uh, and if not, I'll break them up into two different subjects. We'll see how the, how the commute flows this morning. But first and foremost is resumes. You should definitely have somebody look at your resume before you actually submit your resume. 100%. Like if you do nothing else, if, if it's, you, you do nothing else, but before you submit it, you just let somebody else take a look at it. Anybody. I, I mean, I, yes, hopefully you have somebody who's got a little bit of experience or you know somebody who's in a position to look at multiple resumes, has seen a lot of resumes, but just have somebody look at it. At least one person. I've a big pet peeve of mine 
is just on the grammatical front, really. Um, so in that regards, attention to detail. Once again, maybe hopefully you got a friend who's got a good attention to detail. Maybe they're uh, maybe have an English major or something. I don't something to that effect to add some value. But just a second set of eyes is all I'm all I'm saying in the in the first point in having you show it to somebody else. I showed my resume to several people before I submitted it, but obviously I had gone through and tweaked it a lot before that point anyways. Resumes, they are just, it's just uh, to get the conversation rolling, just to get the introduction, just to get the invite. If you can speak to what the job skill sets require, I'm not a huge fan of job postings because they have so many bullet points. And it's true. I mean, it's better to have more information than less information. But all the bullet points in it, and then a lot of times you hear advice on resume writing is, well, you need to be able to speak to every bullet point or address everything in your resume as far as your skill sets if you're really serious about the job. And I... If you can, great. But the other thing too is you don't want your resume to turn into some multi-page craziness, which I've seen as well too. I've I've, I've seen what, like a four or five page resume that you will get so many different opinions, words of advice. Um, sometimes people will speak like it's the gospel as in, you have to do it this way. I, there's different ways to do your resume. There are. Uh, different styles, different formats, different lengths, how far you should go back in your job history. Um, I will say that, you know, if, if you're 40, you, I don't think you need to include what you did when you left high school in your early 20s. I hope to God you're not the same person that you were 20 years ago and hopefully that job experience 20 years ago doesn't add any value to the position you're applying now. The job I had when I was in high school and before I joined the military was working fast food. I would never put that on my resume unless I was going into fast food again. Um, kind of like American Pie, right? When uh, Kevin Spacey's character talks about the fact that he had fast food and was a manager when he was a teenager and he just wants a fast food job now. And So, short of some midlife crisis, and if I was wanting to get back into fast food, um, I would never include that on my resume. And so when somebody feels the need to capture their entire job history... And I'm, I'm telling you, once you go back 10 years, it doesn't add much value. It shouldn't, hopefully. If you personally haven't grown since that point, that's alarming. Once again, it just depends on the position, right? There's, there's so many little, little X factors, and I think that's what can build up the worry and paranoia in people when they over-critique or over-criticize their own resume 
or maybe even why they feel they're not qualified for the position that they're applying for. And not so much in any position is it is it a matter of are you qualified now at an expert level to do all the things in this job position? It's do you have some baseline knowledge and value? And the other things that we speak to in the resume, can you learn? To me, that's critical. And that's why, for me, when if you haven't grown in the last 10 years in your skill sets and abilities, well then, yes, then now I'm pushed to make sure that you are technically qualified for everything in the job description because you've shown a propensity to not grow, to not learn. And definitely in a technical field, having a growth mindset, the ability to learn something new, to adapt to new things. Speaking from my point of view, it's very important. Now that I am in a position where I'm in, I'm interviewing candidates, looking at resumes, you know, saying yay or nay to candidates based off of two huge things, right? Resumes and interviews. Word of mouth definitely helps, but in truth, getting to know somebody the interview is where it's all at. And so, based on where I'm at in my commute, I think I will leave the interview portion for tomorrow and just keep speaking of the resume because there's, there's so much depth on this that I don't want to cut it short because the, the resume is what gets your foot in the door and it sets the tone for the interview. This is where going on LinkedIn having a solid network or if there's a position that you're trying to go for if you're trying to get out of your current profession or depending on what you're trying to do if you're trying to go up trying to go lateral trying to go into something different please please I cannot stress enough LinkedIn I had no idea what it was until I started job hunting and then once I started diving into it I loved it I loved it for everything it's supposed to be and everything and how I used it because it's such a great way to connect with people you, you wouldn't be able to otherwise. So when I was stationed in Washington State trying to come back to Northern Virginia, an area I have nothing about, know nothing about, and using LinkedIn where you can, by geographic region and area, search for individuals within a profession that you're interested in, data centers and facility management. So looking within that category, within this area in this region, and then being able to send a connection and a personalized connection to say, hey, I'm a transitioning 20-year veteran with uh, experience in X, Y, and Z. I'm super interested in doing this, that, and the other. And 10 times out of 10, well, I would say nine times out of 10, because that one time that somebody doesn't get back to you, it's 
typically because they don't check LinkedIn that frequently or don't go on it as much. Um, I mean, to each his own and the frequency that they check it. Because typically what I would see in that regards is people would respond months later, way after the fact or when I really, quote unquote, needed them or, or needed the advice or the was seeking some advice that they would get back to me and go, oh, yeah, I saw that, you know, you, you messaged me. I don't, I'm not on LinkedIn that often. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's fine. No problem. No big deal. Like I said, nine times out of ten, you'll get some response. Um, even then, I mean, even if it's eight times out of ten, I mean, that's 80% return rate on the, the time that you put in. Definitely worth it. And so I was going within an industry that I'm not super familiar with. I mean, facilities, heating, cooling, electrical. Yeah, I understand that aspect of it. Um, but especially, I mean, especially important if, if you're going into something very foreign, something very different. If you're really trying to branch out and chase your passion or calling then yes you you definitely need to network and figure out what it's all about what are the qualifications certifications involved but to get back to the heart of my message here in the fact that the resume and asking them hey you know in your company what are the expectations is there a certain format they like if you're going into some kind of design capacity, something more artistic, then definitely probably having a more creative um, resume. Because I've seen some, some very, not wild, but just not your typical format in how a resume flowed. And I liked them. I liked them because it was different. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always a fan of different. Uh, for better or for worse, I just... I like it when people break from the pack and become more individualized. I can definitely tell when I've seen some resumes before and the formatting looks familiar. <laughs> and I will admit that when I was getting out and asking people for their resumes, right? Especially for us military folks trying to translate our military experiences into more of a civilian lingo or understanding, getting away from our acronyms that we're all familiar with. I asked people for their resumes, uh, especially Navy nukes with similar career paths or experiences and definitely borrowed from how they had formatted and the words and stuff that they chose and then made it my own. Definitely has to be your own, don't. Don't just take somebody else's and change the, the name on it and think, you know, that you can roll that way. Because something important from that is, is being able to speak what's on the resume. And so for me, actually, it ended up being more so just in the format that I liked from an individual. Um, when I was writing my resume, I, 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 took an, I had taken a bunch and kind of looked to see which ones was simple to the point had a good flow good format and got everything out there that i wanted to put out there so using linkedin and your network using resources 
I mean, I'm here right now. If you're listening to me, I will I will tell you I'm a valuable resource. Um, not only in my in my own network connections, because I've been I've tried to be diverse in who I've reached out to, but also in what I've done, the experiences I've had in writing my resume, looking at other people's resumes, and then now I, as a manager, reviewing resumes and interviewing people. So any excuse as far as, well, I don't know who to turn to, there, there is none. You, you definitely have to have somebody. And if you're listening to me now, I'm that one. If you got none, now you got one, okay? Resume, resume. It is not what's going to get you the job. Your resume should definitely not be the only way that you're going to acquire a new position. Once again, that's just in my opinion. There's some government, see, there's so many different variables, but you got to communicate. You got to understand what you're going for, what you want to go for, because there are certain government positions where it is. 100% 100% resume and their resume is you do this you do that you fill this in and then you go online and there's a 15 step process to putting everything in filling it all in it's nuts and as soon as I saw those especially because I've you know I've done I've been government I have no interest in Department of Defense but though you know some people, that the comfort of a DOD position or what it entails, a second retirement, what have you. Not my cup of tea. So, there are examples out there where, yes, your resume will pretty much, and then also going online and filling out all that stuff is what's going to get you the job. But, For the rest of us that want to go into normal professions, uh, normal vocations, the resume, it just gets your foot in the door. That's it. It gets the conversation started. And so tomorrow I'll speak about the interview process, but that interview, uh, that resume, that resume it sets the tone it sets the tone for the interview and definitely when we me and my colleagues review it and seeing what they what you speak to as far as your expertise go or how you word it or how you phrase it Um, something else real quick that I want to add here too in this is Speaking to what you've done in your resume, that's huge. I read these resumes and I've read a few of them. And you can tell nobody's assisted them or helped them with it or they just copied somebody else's. I'm, you know, I'm not sure how they got to the product that they got. But it just says, I did these things. It doesn't say whether they did them well or bad. It doesn't say you know any numbers as far as you know increasing efficiency or saving money it, it kind of says I showed up I did my job 
I went home. I showed up. I did my job. I went home. Well, I, you know, for a lot of hiring managers, they, they don't want just somebody to fill a seat. I, I don't. I want somebody who's got initiative and drive and can actually speak to successes. I mean, for all I can assume is when you showed up, you did poor work and you didn't try and you were inefficient and you cost the company money. I mean, what, what am I to assume when you put nothing in there? And that's where anybody that's done any kind of uh, resume writing or gone to any courses or classes, some little level of training as far as resume goes, and you will know that things like the STAR method, situation, task, action, result, can be such a differentiator on your resume. Um, because then, it, then it, it helps me paint a clearer picture instead of just you're somebody who shows up. I, it, it does, and see, that's the thing too. In your resume, it doesn't even say I showed up to work on time or early or I stayed late. It just says I have... Please, people, on your resumes, use the STAR method. If you don't know what it is, look it up. But once again, in this information overload age there's no excuse that even if you don't know anybody that you can if you have an internet connection you got some wi-fi or some cellular reception that you can hop on there and google resume writing resume tips and because once again it sets the tone so importantly like if you care enough about your resume and the first thing that i see right just like you don't show up to the interview in your sweats because it sets the wrong tone your resume should be setting the right tone as well and I, I mean me like I said me and my colleagues try to give everybody a fair shake um, there's definitely when we see like spelling errors you know that those are huge red flags I mean the resume goes through our HR and kind of gets your foot in the door but once it gets to us and we see it and we have the final say yay or nay my mind could already be made up before I've gotten to meet you because you got spelling errors on your resume. And in a critical facility environment, attention to detail is huge. And when you have zero attention to detail on your resume, well, that's, that's pretty cut and dry for me. So I probably could keep talking on and maybe make a second podcast about resume writing to get into the, to the technicals. I just kind of spoke right now to the importance of it and got into a little bit of the technical. But my commute is over, and hopefully either your virtual or real or otherwise commute is uh, complete. Um, I'm happy to kind of get more into something tangible with my podcast. Um, I definitely like the emotional, motivational words and pearls of wisdom, but definitely being able to give feedback that's more tangible more constructive, uh, more black and white. 
it is also uh, I, I feel good about that too. And that, you know, obviously the, the pandemic, COVID nineteen, kind of throws everything off. Um, definitely has thrown my life off. Um, not anything crazy, you know. I'm not losing my job, but just in how I go about my business and how I'm trying to thrive in the world, just like you are. Well, that's it, folks. Let's wrap it up. Time to work hard and be nice. And I want y'all to have an awesome day, intentionally. All right, thanks.